Good afternoon <laughs> and how are you? I hope you're well. Um, so we are here to read chapter five of Mr Stink um, and I've had so many messages um, telling me that you are enjoying Mr Stink so um, I hope that you carry on enjoying him um, and yeah, um, I'm quite enjoying reading it as well. So here goes. Chapter five, Abandon Starbucks. Monday morning, the first proper day of the Christmas holidays. A day Chloe had been dreading. She didn't have any friends she could text or email or SMS or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. But there was one person she wanted to see. By the time Chloe got to the bench, it was raining heavily and she wished she'd at least pause to pick up an umbrella. The Duchess and I weren't expecting to see you again, Chloe, said Mr Stink. His eyes twinkled at the surprise, despite the rain. I am sorry I ran off like that, said Chloe. Oh, don't worry. You're forgiven, he chuckled. Chloe sat down next to him. She gave the Duchess a stroke and then noticed that the palm of her hand was black. She surreptitiously wiped it on her trousers. Then she shivered as a raindrop ooh, ran down the back of her neck. Oh no, you're cold, said Mr Stink. Shall we take shelter from the rain in a coffee shop establishment? Uh, yes. Um, good idea, said Chloe, not sure if taking someone quite so stinky into an enclosed space really was a good idea. As they walked into the town centre, the rain felt icy, almost becoming hail. When they arrived at the coffee shop, Chloe peered through the steamed up glass window. I don't think there's anywhere to sit down, she said. Unfortunately, the coffee shop was full to bursting with Christmas shoppers trying to avoid the cruel British weather. Oh, we can but try, said Mr Stink, picking up the Duchess and attempting to conceal her under his tweed jacket. The tramp opened the door for Chloe and she squeezed herself inside. As Mr Stink entered, the pleasing aroma of freshly brewed coffee keeled over and died. His own special smell replaced it. There was silence for a moment and then panic. People started running towards the door, clutching serviettes to their mouths as makeshift gas masks. Abandon Starbucks, screamed a member of staff and his colleagues immediately stopped making coffees or bagging muffins and ran for their lives. Oh, it seems to be thinning out a little, announced Mr Stink. Soon they were the only ones left in the shop. Maybe smelling this bad has its advantages, thought Chloe. 
If Mr Stink's super smell could empty a coffee shop, what else could it do? Maybe he could clear the local ice rink of Skater so that she could have it all to herself. <gasps> or they could go to Alton Towers together and not have to queue for a single ride. Oh, better still, she could take him and his smell into school one day and if he was particularly stinky, the headmistress would have to send everyone home and she could have the day off. You take a seat here, child, said Mr Stink. Now, what would you like to drink? Uh, a cappuccino, please, replied Chloe, trying to sound grown up. I think I'll have one too. Mr Stink shuffled behind the counter and started opening tins. Righty-ho, two cappuccinos coming right up. The machines hissed and spat for a few moments and then Mr Stink pottered back over to the table with two mugs of a dark, unidentifiable liquid. On closer inspection, it appeared to be some sort of black slime. But Chloe was too well brought up to complain and pretended to sip whatever it was that he had concocted for her. She even managed an almost convincing, mm, lovely. Mr Stink stirred his solid liquid with a dainty little silver spoon he pulled out from his breast pocket. Chloe stole a glance at it and noticed it was monogrammed with three little letters delicately, in, delicately sorry, engraved on the handle. What could they mean? Because she tried to get a look, better look, but he put it away before she could see what the letters were. Was this simply another item Mr Stink had purloined during his career as a gentleman thief? So, Miss Chloe, said Mr Stink, breaking her train of thought, it's the Christmas holidays, isn't it? He took a sip from his coffee, holding his mug elegantly between his fingers. Why aren't you at home decorating the tree with your family or wrapping presents? Well, I... I don't know how to explain. No one in Chloe's family was any good at expressing their feelings. To her mother, feelings were at best an embarrassment, at worst a sign of weakness. Just take your time, young lady. Chloe took a deep breath and it all came flooding out. What started off a stream soon became a rushing river of emotion. She told him how her parents argued most of the time and how once when she was sitting on the stairs she heard her mother shout, I am only staying with you for the sake of the girls. How her little sister made her life a misery how nothing she ever did was good enough, 
How if she brought home some little bowl she had made in pottery glass, her mother would put it at the back of the cupboard never to be seen again. However, if her little sister brought home any piece of artwork, however awful, it was put in pride of place behind bulletproof glass as if it was the Mona Lisa. Chloe told Mr Stink how her mother was always trying to force her to lose weight. Up until recently, Mother had described her as having puppy fat. But once she turned 12, Mother rather cruelly started calling it flab, or even worse, blubber, as if she were some sort of whale. Perhaps Mother was trying to shame her into losing weight. In truth, it only made Chloe more miserable. And being miserable only made her eat more. Filling herself up with chocolate and crisps and cake felt like being given a much-needed hug. She told Mr Stink how she wished her dad would stand up to her mother sometimes, how she didn't find it easy to make friends as she was so shy, how she only really liked making up stories but it made her mother so angry and how Rosamond ensured that every day at school was an absolute misery. <sighs> it was a long, long list but Mr Stink listened intently to everything she said as jolly Christmas songs played incongruously in the background. For someone who spent every day with only a little black dog for company, he was surprisingly full of wisdom. In fact, he seemed to relish the opportunity to listen and talk and help. People didn't really stop to talk to Mr Stink and he seemed pleased to be having a proper conversation for once. He told Chloe, tell your mother how you feel. I'm sure she loves you and would hate you to be unhappy. And try and find something fun you can do with your sister. And why not talk to your dad about how you feel? <sighs> Finally, Chloe told Mr Stink about how mother had ripped her vampire story to shreds. She had to try very hard not to cry. That is terrible, child, said Mr Stink. You must have been devastated. I hate her, said Chloe. I hate my mother. Oh, you shouldn't say that, said Mr Stink. But I do. <sighs> well, you're very angry with her, of course. But she loves you, even if she finds it hard to show you. Maybe, Chloe shrugged, unconvinced. But having talked everything through, she felt a little calmer now. Thank you so much for listening to me, she said. I just hate to see a young girl like you looking sad, said Mr Stink. I may be old, but I can remember what it was like to be young. I just hope I helped a little. You helped 
a lot. Mr. Stink smiled before letting the last sludge of his volcanic gloop slip down his throat. Delicious. Now, we'd better leave some money for our beverages. He searched around in his pockets for some change. Oh, bother. I can't read the board without my spectacles. I'll leave sixpence. That should be enough. And a tuppence tip. They will be pleased with that. They can treat themselves to one of those newfangled video cassette things. Right, I think you'd better be heading home now, young lady. The rain had stopped when they left the coffee shop. They sauntered down the road as cars hummed past. Let's swap places, said Mr Stink. Why? Well, because a lady should always walk on the inside of the pavement and a gentleman on the outside. Really? said Chloe. Why? Well, replied Mr Stink, the outside is more dangerous because that's where the cars are. But I believe it was originally because in the olden days people used to throw the contents of their chamber pots out of their windows and into the gutter. The person on the outside was more likely to get splattered. What's a chamber pot? said Chloe. Well, I don't wish to be crude, but it's a kind of portable toilet. Oh, that's gross. Did people do that when you were a boy? Mr Stink chuckled. <laughs> no, that was a little before my time, child, in the 16th century, in fact. Now, Miss Chloe, etiquette demands we swap places. His old world gallantry was so charming it made Chloe smile and they changed places. They strode side by side, passing high street shop after high street shop, all trying to herald the approach of Christmas louder than the next. After a few moments, Chloe saw Rosamond walking towards them with a small flotilla of shopping bags. Come across the road, please, quickly, whispered Chloe anxiously. One child, whatever is the matter? It's the girl from school I just told you about, Rosamond. The one who stuck that sign to your back. Yes, that's her. You need to stand up to her, pronounced Mr Stink. Let her be the one to cross the road. Oh, no. Please don't say anything, pleaded Chloe. Who is this? Your new boyfriend? <laughs> laughed Rosamond. It wasn't a real laugh like people do when they find something funny. That's a lovely sound. This was a cruel laugh. An ugly sound. Chloe didn't say anything, just looked down. My daddy just gave me £500 to buy myself whatever I wanted for Christmas, said Rosamond. I blew the lot at Topshop. Huh. Shame you're too fat to get in any of their clothes. <sighs> Chloe nearly sighed. She was used to being hounded by Rosamond. 
Why are you letting her talk to you like that, Chloe? said Mr Stink. What's it to you, Grandad? said Rosamond mockingly. Hanging round with smelly old tramps now, are you, Chloe? You are tragic. How long did it take you to find that sign on your back then? She didn't find it, said Mr Stink slowly and deliberately. I did. And I didn't find it amusing. Didn't you? said Rosamond. All the other girls found it really funny. Well then, they are as vile as you, said Mr Stink. What? said Rosamond. She wasn't used to being talked to like that. I said, then they are as vile as you, he repeated, even louder this time. You are a nasty little bully. Chloe looked on anxiously. She hated confrontation. To make matters worse, Rosamond took a pace forward and stood eye to eye with Mr Stink. Say that to my face, you old stinker. For a moment, Mr Stink fell silent. Then he opened his mouth and let out the deepest, darkest, dirtiest burp. Burp! Rosamond's face turned green. It was as if a putrid tornado had engulfed her. It was the smell of coffee and sausages and rotten vegetables recovered from bins all rolled into one. Rosamond turned and ran, hurtling down the high street in such a panic that she dropped her top shop bags on the way. That was so funny, laughed Chloe. I didn't mean to belch. Most impolite. It was just that coffee repeating on me. Oh, dear me. Now, next time I want to see you stand up for yourself, Miss Chloe. A bully can only make you feel bad about yourself if you let them. OK, I'll try, said Chloe. So, see you tomorrow? If you really want to, he replied. I would love to. And I would love to too, he said, his eyes twinkling and twinkling as the last golden glow of the sunlight splintered through the sky. At that moment, a four-by-four car thundered past. Its giant tyres sloshed 
through a huge puddle by the bus stop, sending up a wave that soaked Mr Stink from dirty head to dirty foot. Water dripping from his glasses, he gave Chloe a little bow. And that, he said, is why a gentleman always walks on the outside. <laughs> At least it wasn't a chamber pot, chuckled Chloe. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that was an exciting chapter, wasn't it? Lots of things happening. Oh my goodness. That Rosamond, she's nasty piece of work, isn't she? A right bully. And I'm really, really, really glad. I don't think I've ever been so glad that somebody burped in another person's face because she deserved something bad happening to her. But do you know what? Bullies are quite often sad people themselves because the only way they know how to act is because somebody's bullied them. So they have to then bully other people to make themselves feel better. So just remember that if you're ever bullied, that somebody has probably bullied your bully. And um, that makes it that they're quite sad, really. Anyway, I am going to go um, and I hope that you are still enjoying Mr Stink. And tomorrow we will read chapter six, Soap Dodgers. <laughs> so you all have a brilliant day and I will see you all again tomorrow. So until then, take care and stay safe. Bye for now.